0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Today we're going to talk about growing cosmetic revenue. And one of the very specific areas um, I know physicians are very interested in is, is understanding how to implement opportunity management software um, to help them grow their cosmetic practice. Today we have Tim Sawyer, president of Crystal Clear Digital marketing I'm on the show today, and Tim is going to explain how the Social Patient Center of Crystal Clear DM works to create profitability for aesthetic practices. Tim, welcome to Aesthetic Insider. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show.
0: Thank you, Angela, and obviously, I'm excited about the topic and uh, can't wait to get started.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, before we we do get started, I have a load of questions I want to ask you, but if you wouldn't mind taking a moment just to kind of introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit more about Crystal Clear Digital Marketing.
0: Okay. My name is Tim Sawyer, and as Angela mentioned, I'm the president and co-founder of Crystal Clear Digital Marketing. Crystal Clear works with approximately 400 practices uh, in five different countries. Uh, Our main focus is in the U.S. in the aesthetic space. And Crystal Clear offers software, digital marketing, and training uh, for all different types of self-pay medical practices. So while the main focus is on aesthetics, we also work in the orthodontic community, the dental dental community. Uh, Our primary constituency are plastic surgeons, cosmetic dermatologists, and medical spots.
1: Great, great. Well, Tim, let's go right into you know the um, a bit more of a you know explanation on what is the main purpose of opportunity management software.
0: Yeah, that that's a great question, Angela. And so, it, the the notion, the idea of opportunity management software, has been around for a long time in many other industries. It's relatively new to the uh, aesthetic space. And so, if you think about it, you have your marketing software, the things that help you with your website, social media, email marketing, so inbound activities. You have historically your practice management software. That helps you essentially manage the back end of your practice. And then what we've created and what our our clients really love is the opportunity management piece. So simply stated, we believe it's the most important thing is integration. So as soon as somebody fills out a form or calls the practice, a record is immediately created in the opportunity management software by status. So you might have a new opportunity. You might have a returning patient looking for additional services. Uh, You've got people come and the ability to track where all of your inbound inquiries are coming from. The challenge that you have in the modern aesthetic practice is a person who calls into the practice on Monday for fillers or plastic surgery, a, a breast augmentation. Well, if we haven't, contacted them and scheduled a consultation by Friday of that week, obviously that, that, that's not a priority anymore. So what opportunity management software does is it helps the people at the front desk identify what, where the opportunities are, where the money, the low-hanging fruit is in the practice. In other words, who has inquired but hasn't moved forward with a consultation and or treatment. And then it also helps you measure gauge engagement with that constituency. So you know which of those clients are most interested or closest to actually making a decision to come in in for a treatment or a procedure. So for the first time ever, now you have a tool that can tell you what is the actual value of all the opportunities that your people are managing at any one point in time, who are the most important, and then the behavioral management piece, which is the software actually communicates with the most important people in the practice in terms of sales and marketing, which is the front end staff. So if someone is, in the software, in, in a status for more than uh, three to five days, we'll actually send reminders to the staff saying, hey, this person came in for a consultation, we really need to follow up with them. So instead of just tasks and task management, it's actually helping the practice in an intelligent way identify where, the, where all the money
1: is coming uh, from and, and into the practice. Does that make sense? It, it does. It does. So, would you say the pri- the primary function of the opportunity management software is basically just to make sure that I mean, basically nothing is left left unturned or no stone unturned. I mean, you know, no nothing slips through the cracks, so to speak. And and how is it different uh, I, from practice management software?
0: Right. That's a, a great question.
1: Questions. So, <laughs> if you
0: think about the, if you think about in terms of the primary function. We, the way we explain it to our practices, it's going to help you find where the money is in your practice, and in, in, and how is that different from practice management? When I think about practice management software, um, it's, it's scheduling, um, some, some billing in some cases, point of sale, so important functions, and, and by the way, the Crystal Clear platform does all those things, and, and important in terms of making people more effective and efficient in the practice, but... The primary function of opportunity management is to do exactly what you just said, Angela, to make sure that we leave no stone unturned, to make sure that we're communicating effectively and efficiently with our entire patient population all the time, and then also the ability to segment that database, because not all patients should get the same messaging at the same time. So you have your, your filler constituents, you have um, you, people who are coming in on regularly scheduled basis, so every three to four months, we want to make sure that they're pre-booking, we want to make sure that they show up on time, and then also we want to identify, okay, if someone has done this treatment, what other treatments would be um, helpful to improve the way they look and feel, and so then we can cross-market to those people. So that's really, if, if you think about opportunity management, it's focused on sales and marketing, and practice management is focused on tasks and duties.
1: Okay, okay, that makes sense. Now, would you say that this, um, I mean, I would imagine just from what you're explaining to me that this type of software, you know, would really help um, employees of the practice become much more effective and efficient. Would you agree?
0: I I would agree. And one of the things that the software allows or empowers the, the, the folks in the office to do is to focus on the right things, right? So historically, you've got you've got a phone call that comes in for a patient who's arguing about their billing and then another phone call that comes in for someone trying to sell you something and then you've got a a phone call that comes in and it's a prospect seeking a treatment, right? And so a lot of times what happens is if if we're not focused on the right things, the people who are taking those calls, they don't value one call any more than the other, right? Because it's all just tasks and duties. So what we're using, the, the way... This, the software helps an employee become more effective and efficient is it immediately categorizes that person who comes in to seek a new treatment or procedure and then makes that a priority in their daily workflow. So they know in real time this is where all the money is. And while it's important to, to serve those patients, whether it's moving them to the billing department or dealing with concerns that they have, this keeps the true Uh, revenue into the practice front and center. And like I said, not only is it going to display that, but we're going to remind either through text or email marketing those employees responsible for the revenue of the practice to focus on the most important parts of their, their daily duties, which is, hey, we need to book more consultations. We need to make sure those consultations stick and we need to make sure that we provide a world-class experience for for new and existing patients. So from that standpoint, it absolutely helps them become more effective and efficient.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Now, can you explain how with this software, because, I mean, the next question, you know, the next step obviously would be is to book in the console and are making a sale. So how does this type of software, can it actually increase conversion at every point in the sales cycle?
0: Yes, and so the way the software functions is it's driven by what we call cell statuses, S-E-L-L. And those cell statuses start with new opportunity and then considering a consultation, consultation scheduled, consultation completed, treatment performed. And while the, as the patient goes through that life cycle, there's different marketing in each cell status. So in new opportunity, if we don't get them on day one, Then we'll email them on day three. We can email them on day seven and then on day 10. And the whole purpose of the software is to make sure that we're automating the the most vital communication, which is to move them from new opportunity to considering a consultation, to consultation schedule, and then build value at each point in the sales process. So if you you think about it, the the software is performing thousands of tasks, and what is the likelihood that any one employee – could effectively manage. So let's say you get 100 opportunities into the practice in a given month. We know that, that the social patient, modern consumers, don't always make a decision on the first call or the first interaction. It takes time. And so you could imagine how difficult it would be for someone to manually email, follow up, and call or text 100, and eventually as the, as the, the opportunity list grows, thousands of opportunities at any one point in time. So what the software does is it... Automates what used to need to be done, and what's what the biggest thing, Angela, frankly, is what wasn't being done, which is giving the right amount of care and attention at every point in the sales process. And if you do that right, then that's how you're going to maximize conversion.
1: Oh, mm. well, it's fascinating. Um, you know, and, and this is, is kind of, I guess, the initial question on how the, the whole like call capture which is what we're talking about here, is, you know, making sure that that call isn't lost. But how does call capture work, and and what are the best practices for utilization of this?
0: Yes, so it, what's interesting is because Crystal Clear has such a diversified platform, in other words, we do software, we do marketing, we do employee training, uh, what the practice usually comes to us to solve for, meaning more inquiries or a prettier website or better SEO rankings, it's interesting how quickly they evolve into embracing the notion that uh, the only way that you can effectively figure out what's going on in the practice is you have to be capturing and recording phone calls. So we provide software. So for every single phone call that comes through the website, the software captures, records the call, and then because the, the software is mobile responsive, imagine... So we were just at an incredible show, the LAMCA show, over the weekend. There were um, several hundred doctors there. And imagine if they were using this software. They could step out of the meeting and at any one point in time look at the last five calls that came into their practice that day and actually listen to what their employees are saying. And then the the best practices will set time aside, typically on a biweekly basis, where they'll take a sample of four or five phone calls. They'll bring the, 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 those customer-facing, patient-facing employees into a room, and they'll listen to the phone calls. And then they'll say, okay, what went right? What could we improve? And then the key is, at the end of the day, we want to empower every employee so that they never feel like they don't know how to properly answer a question. And so I, the perfect example of, of best practice would be, if, if you think about, for example, sculpting, very popular treatment and procedure right now. Um, lot, lots of our clients are offering that as a service. Well, the, the, when the phone calls come in, really the, new, the consumer wants to know three things. They want to know who does the work, meaning they're going to ask, does a doctor do that? They're going to say, how much does it cost? Uh, and, you know, how, wh- what are the potential results? And the, the, the actual answers are, the doctor doesn't do it, it's really expensive, and results can vary. Well, obviously, if we say that to the person, we're not going to convert a lot of folks from inquiry into utilization. And so once we know, okay, this is, these are the most frequently asked questions associated with a particular procedure. These are the price objections that come up. Once we've heard, after we've heard that 15, 20, 30 times in a training scenario, now we develop scripts. And so in a per, the, the best run practices will have either cue cards or virtual scripts that, I de- that talk about every treatment and procedure they offer so that anyone who picks up the phone is in a position to at least have an intelligent conversation with that person at the point of sale and move them from inquiry to consultation. And it's pro- that piece of what we do is probably one of, if not the most powerful piece, because at the end of the day, you can drive all the traffic in the world to the front desk of a practice but if we're if those folks aren't trained, empowered, and motivated, it's all going to be for naught, and then the practice owner is only going to end up frustrated with their digital
1: results. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with that because I've always kind of said, you know, the telephones, much as, you know, we, we do live in a very digital and automated world, but, you know, most practices still function with somebody speaking to somebody else on the telephone. And if that call is not answered correctly and that, that patient is not brought in for a consultation and booked to do a procedure, then all that money that's been spent on marketing and integration and everything else is just a waste.
0: So, it's yeah, true. totally and in and agreement the, with you on that. And the point I would want to add to that, um, as as I, and I, you know, I do, I do a lot of public speaking and I, I speak about this issue, in that you can't silo, you can't view sales, marketing in silos. They're on a continuum. And one can't function without the other. So, what I, when I'm speaking with practitioners, I say, "Listen, there's an ecosystem that needs to be in place in order for you to be successful, and the phone is really—that's still the most powerful tool we have, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where all the businesses won or lost."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, when we were talking now about sales, you know, one of the kind of you know buzzwords or buzz phrases that I, I hear often is about pipeline management. So, what is pipeline management and why should a practice integrate that particular concept into their daily routines?
0: Well, here, at the end of the day, and I say this all the time, the most important thing is for anyone who is in the business of elective medicine, whether it's a plastic surgeon, a medical spa, a cosmetic dermatologist, a, co- a dentist, cosmetic dentist, whatever, they first have to understand that they are in the business of retail just like Lord and Taylor and Nike and any other retail business which means those consumers a have choices because they're not it's not a cancer procedure they a have choices and b one of the choices they can make is to do nothing right and because they have the choice to do nothing now we have to say okay there's a sales element to this and in every other retail business I've ever been in, and I've been in a lot of them, we always focused on pipeline management. And pipeline management, uh, you know, old school pipeline management, was the sales manager gets together once a week with the entire team, we still do it, and says, okay, who are you working on right now? Who is going to close in the next five days? Give me their names and give me the probability that that's going to happen. Well, while there's still a place for that in the world, pipeline management software that can help you with pipeline management makes that a lot easier, right? Because now you've got a dashboard where you can literally go in and look and say, okay, for example, when I'm at a show, I'll go into the, the status considering a consultation and in the status considering a consultation are all the doctors that we've presented to in the last 30, 60, or 90 days. And it tells me the, all the notes it tells me where the pricing is at. And then it also shows me the engagement. So in other words, we're sending them emails, they might be looking at blogs, are they engaging with us on social media? And then we can assign a score to that particular prospect. And so and then instead of me chasing a thousand customers at one time, I'm focusing on who are the closest to the money, who are the most engaged, and who are the ones that are most likely to make a decision in a reasonable time frame. And so a modern elective medical practice is the same, right? Because they're, they're going to have 100 people at any one point in time who have asked about a tummy tuck or a mommy makeover or a breast augmentation or fillers or whatever it is, and I want to know, okay, give me the top 50 in the last 30 days who are most likely to do that, and let's focus our efforts on contacting them. And the ones who came in a month ago and haven't called us back in three weeks, and haven't, there's no notes in here, they haven't opened an email, they haven't engaged in our, our social media, that's on the back burner now. So what pipeline management does, it allows you to focus on what, what you know, in, in crude sales vernacular, those who are closest to the money, right? And so it really does make the whole team more effective and efficient. And those want those leads that they're not, they don't have a high lead score with us right now, we'll continue to email them, we'll continue to send them, Uh, you know, try to direct them to our social media, read a blog. And when they come back around, their score will go up and we'll focus on them. And that's really the concept of pipeline management.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, for a lot of physicians, you know, changing things in the practice is always kind of a difficult decision to make. And I would imagine that there are some challenges to the utilization of these platforms, um, but I wouldn't imagine too much um can you exp- Can you exp- or, I mean I would hope not anyway, but you know do you feel there are any challenges to the utilization of these platforms and and if so, would you like to share that with us?
0: I, I would, and so, for example, uh, I'm working with a doctor right now, <clears throat> I won't mention his name who has a lot of concerns and he loves what we do, and he's concerned about utilization, and so we're talking through some of those issues. The most important part, there's a couple parts of this, but the most important part is leadership. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is it's okay as a leader to delegate, but it's not okay to abdicate. And so as the president of Crystal Clear Digital Marketing, there's certain tasks, duties, and responsibilities that I require from my team. They don't get to pick and choose which one of those tasks they want to perform. I'm weighing many factors, and I know that this is the right path for our business. So if you want to work here, this is what you have to do. And then you have to force compliance. And so what happens a lot of times in the practice world is is that the it's kind of a strange dynamic because the person who is responsible for bringing in all the money usually is actually the one performing all the services to bring in all the money. And so because of that, there's not a lot of focus on employee management, right? We're talking about it more and more in the aesthetic community, but it's not a big focus. So it falls on the practice manager who may or may not be interested in creating more work, whether it's more, more work that's effective or more work that's ineffective, it's just considered to be more work. So mm-hmm. what we need to do is first get complete buy-in from leadership, and then we need to demonstrate to the practice manager how this is actually going to be a benefit to them. And then if we can get synergy and an agreement between the the leader and the practice manager, and they're consistent. So once they agree this is what we're going to do, they have to be consistent with compliance and once in a, and in a loving way. And once we get to that place, then that's when we unlock the power of of the things that they're doing amazing and the things that we're doing amazing. And, you know, sometimes – You'll just have someone who says, I, I don't want to do that. And then, the, the, you know, you'll hear things from the leader, I'll finish with this, from the leader saying, well, I have to pick my battles. And I, as, as someone who's responsible for running a business, I, I, I gently would push back on that and say, actually, if your name's on the building, you don't have to pick your battles. They do, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it absolutely does. And I, and I do, you know, agree and understand, you know, like I said change is often difficult for the practices and it's a lot easier to say, you know, I'm just not doing that. All right. <laughs> That's just too much for me right now, you know, on the part of the staff and and it really is um, you know, leadership comes from the top. And uh so no, I absolutely agree with you on that one. Um you know, one of the one of the things that I often hear, you know, I was I was also, you know, this weekend at the the LAMCA meeting and you know, I, I do know one of the, the kind of phrases I've often heard Crystal clear DMs um, presenters say is, you can't manage what you can't measure. So can you explain to our listeners what you mean by that?
0: Yeah, and it's a very simple concept. And the most practical way that it plays out is we'll be discussing these issues, um, with a practice manager or the plastic surgeon, the, the physician owner, and they'll, and we'll be talking about increasing conversion and pipeline management and opportunity management, and the, co- the conversation usually immediately goes to, well, you don't have to worry about that. My people have been with me for 20 years. They know what they're doing. And I'll say, okay, so when you say, first of all, okay, I, I, I have no reason to refute that, But that being said, do you know how many unique visitors came to your site last month? Do you know what percentage of those filled out a form or called the practice? Do you know who those forms or phone calls went to in the practice? And do you know what the conversion rate was of the individual employees that took those phone calls? And then, of course, you get that blank look like, well, how would I ever know that? And then I say, well, then when you say to me, your people are amazing and you don't have to worry about training or uh, automation, what you're really saying is you have a feeling that things are going good, but you're not sure. And then, of course, the the conversation comes full circle. And I'll say because the reality is, Dr. So-and-so, you can't measure what – you can't manage what you can't measure. And if if you don't know how many forms and phone calls we got and if you don't know what percentage of those forms and phone calls – converted, then how could you say that you're implementing best practices? because the reality is you have no way to compare that. And another thing that I say all the time is nothing is good or bad until it's measured and compared. So we have to separate facts from feelings. and folks who haven't uh, weren't accustomed to, trained in or you know didn't grow up in managing the minutiae of, of sales and marketing, it, it can be a foreign concept. And so once we help them understand, listen, all we need to do is plug in the right phone number, make sure they're logging into the software, and the software will tell us all the data we need. And we may find that someone you think is uh, you know, maybe not great, turns out that they're amazing and that they're underutilized and we should give them more opportunities. Flip side to that is we may find that someone in the practice is getting 150 opportunities a month and you're only closing three of them. And we need to reroute those phone calls in a, in a different fashion. So once you actually can see and depict that in a dashboard and point to it and say, "Listen, that's what you're saying is not true, or is more better than true," that's when you can that's when you can manage it.
1: Yeah, you know that is awesome. You know we have about four, just under five minutes left on the show, and I do have a couple more questions. And you know while we're talking about people and processes and the whole, you know, implementation of, of this platform. It's obviously, you know, really important for the people to be involved in the process. And as we talked about the leadership and, you know, it comes from the top. Um, but how important are the people and the processes in the implementation of this platform? And what advice can you give to those those doctors that may be considering doing this but, you know, are not quite sure if their team's going to be on board with it?
0: So I'm actually having a conversation with someone, as I mentioned, about that right now. Uh, in fact, they're texting me as we sit here. So what you have is a, a primary care physician who uh, spends 80% of his time working on the primary care side, and then he's got a bunch of lasers and, and aesthetic um, offerings. He only spends 20% of his time on the aesthetics, but that, gives him, that brings 80% of his revenue. Okay, so now you've got an issue. And the challenge he has is all the folks that are on his team have been in primary care medicine for 20 years, and they don't like words like sales and conversion, and they don't like to always smile when they answer the phone, and they're not used to that. And when you have that dynamic, it can be very difficult if, if they don't buy into what you're trying to accomplish. So a lot of times, trying to convert people who have been in traditional insurance-based medicine... Over to the aesthetic side can be very difficult, and in the in the, the med spa world, they don't try to do that. So they're looking for folks who are at Lord and Taylor or Macy's, and they're selling shoes or they're an amazing server in a restaurant, they're influencers in their community. They're looking for those types of people, and we can actually you know kind of partner up with them and, and write the job descriptions and help them find those people. Or we have to determine can we actually train the existing staff, to become a more sales and marketing-focused group? And sometimes the answer is yes, because those people are teachable and coachable, and sometimes the answer is no. And so we we have to be realistic about who we have on the team, and people in process is going to make or break the whole initiative.
1: Mm, Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, you know, and then my last question um, for you, Tim, is – can you give us an example, a brief example, of a practice, and again, you don't have to mention names, of course, but that is currently leveraging the opportunity management software and, and is truly seeing a significant growth in that
0: Yes, and so, and I, I know we only have a minute or so, so we have clients who have come on board with Crystal Clear going back four years, they love us, they use our digital marketing services, they're very happy. But because the software is relatively new, and even though they can utilize it at no additional cost, we, we don't charge them another penny, it is work to get them to, to to use that. Now, the folks who came on board post full launch of the SPC have seen dramatically better results because they're actually they've built the software into their current workflow. So just like saying hello and answering the phone, using the software as part of the day-to-day ability. So where you see a big lift, not only in new opportunities, but you see a huge lift in conversion, and then you see a huge lift in those folks buying additional treatments and procedures that are appropriate for them. So once you're doing all that and when you add in the training that the software provides, you're going to see a significant lift. And I'm talking about testimonials, no, no, no names, testimonials of people saying, hey, in six months, I've actually doubled the, the, the sales I had six months ago. So they're getting 10 15% lift month over month because they've made a complete buy-in and cultural change in the practice. And, and it's transformative. It really is transformative. And it, it's so exciting when you get those incredible testimonials. And, and anybody interested can go to our site, Angela. I'm sure you'll let them know where. We've got case studies on there, documented, verified case studies on there that folks can look at. Uh, and I, I think anyone listening to this program, while there are challenges, it starts with, you know, do you want to grow the practice? Because the topic is growing cosmetic revenue, so do you want to grow? And then the question is, how are you going to grow? And when would be a good time to start that process? There's going to be bumps along the road, but if they're willing to stick to it, there's, there's no shortage of examples of how this can absolutely be transformative. And I want to thank you also, Angela. I know it's, it's, it's the end. Thank you for having me today. I'm always, always grateful.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've loved having you on the show, Tim. Um, and then just very quickly for our listeners, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you if they do have any questions or inquiries about this software? Yeah, so you can go to www.CrystalClearDM,
0: as in digital marketing, so CrystalClearDM.com, uh, and there will be a, a phone number for sales there, Super easy to reach out. You can fill, a, fill out a form right on the website. Someone will get back to you in a minute or two and answer all the questions that you have. And we would love to get those questions. And if somebody wants, who's listening to the show wants to email me directly, I'm happy to answer those questions. It's Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R, at crystalcleardm.com. And I look forward to hearing your questions.
1: Great. Well, Tim, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been quite an enlightening episode.
0: Thank you very much, Angela. Have a great day.
1: Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.